0: This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 249 of The Real Word. Next week, Nicole, you and I are going to be together in person.
1: Wow, you are steamrolling me. Word is episode up. Episode
0: 250. Jeepers. I did steamroll you. Well,
1: that's because I told Bobby already were, that I can't
0: I can't you hear were, you as clearly. You're not as you're even allowing
1: me an opportunity to talk, though. Holy schmoly. All right, Here Nicole, we are. word's
0: up. We're going to be doing The Word together.
1: For 250. The real yep. word. The real Next one. Next week.
0: hmm 250. You got anything for me? Currently? Yeah.
1: Like right oh, now? For next week. I don't know. Things change, maybe. All right.
0: we, we've we got a lot for this episode, so yep. thankfully you're tuning in. Uh, th- I mean, racket number two is juicy. These comments about Compass are really juicy, so we're going to get oh, into that. I didn't that.
1: even read the comments.
0: Oh, I mean, it's, it's really good. So we're going to get into that. Topic number two, racket number two. Uh, I've got some Elon Musk stuff that's going to affect your zillow game okay so uh stay for that in left middle right but let's start with racket number one new york times nicole sunday morning do you see what this do. is do you even know what this is if you're watching on youtube i'm holding up a newspaper A newspaper a, a physical newspaper the new york times i was out at breakfast mm-hmm. sunday morning a little breakfast buffet and they had a stack of new york times available for free? To, yeah it was just part wow. of the ambiance.
1: i like it down there
0: I, yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. So uh, front page, New York Times on Sunday morning, more in U.S. living alone later in life, older generation with new social outlook. All right. So front page, November 27th of the Times. We'll link it up below. If, if, you, if you don't have the paywall for the Times, you can get the link there. 1960, Nicole, just mm-hmm. 13% of American households had a single occupant, just 13%. Yeah. But, but that figure has risen steadily, and today it's approaching 30%. So 13% 1960 single-occupant households, now almost 30%. For households headed by someone 50 or, older, 50 or older, the figure is 36%. Nearly 26 million Americans, 50 or older, now live alone, up from 15% in the year 2000. Older people have always been more likely than others to live by themselves, and now that age, age group, baby boomers, Gen Xers makes up – a bigger share of populations obviously baby boomers is a huge uh you know population you know generation in our population them I mean, and obviously the millennials are the two biggest and so that that would increase that number naturally nicole do you think that this is more of of that or is it more of the fact that people like to live at lone live alone more than they used to in the past because
1: I don't I don't know that people like to live alone I'm just again I was reading the article I was getting a little set my mom lives alone and I I, I kind of never really realized maybe how lonely she is I thought she just liked it because oh. no one could actually deal with her but um at at the end of the day like it it's according to this article she's very lonely I feel like she's lonely now maybe she maybe I've had it all wrong but
0: yeah, I mean, um, so, I mean, this guy in actually, he's in Connecticut. He's he the first story. Jay Miles. He's, he's lived, uh,
1: he was loving life until he then had to start changing the light bulbs for his mom, and he realized that he doesn't have anybody to change light bulbs for he, him. He, he, he worries about who will kids. take care of
0: him as he gets older. Jay Miles has lived 52 years without marriage or children, mm-hmm. which has suited his creative ambitions as a videographer in Connecticut. And he says the mix of independence and, and stubbornness is uh, is why he lives alone. It's always it's always interesting to me. There's always like uh, somebody that's just kind of. This is going to be totally stereotyping.
1: Please do but it. I've met
0: a whole bunch of these people in Connecticut that live alone. Yep. Don't really have just a real in job. Just in Connecticut. Just
1: in yeah, Connecticut. just in
0: Connecticut because I have okay. experience there, and they're of a course. quote unquote photographer.
1: Yeah.
0: It's called like living off the system and just. <laughs> but anyways, that's a whole different rant. Whole
1: uh, different. Not whole different. I'm not
0: saying Jay is that person?
1: no, it sounds like Jay's pretty successful well,
0: Nicole, here's something that's interesting we've we've seen headlines that and we saw this recently in the last five years. a lot of people are moving back in with family you're you're mm-hmm. having people yep. look for houses with an in-law suite and more people are going to be living together. Well this data according to the New York Times disputes that It says right. more in the u s are living alone, alone. later mm-hmm. in life. So so, why does everybody think that there's this huge trend of people moving in, multi-generational families moving and living together? Me personally, I wouldn't want to live with my entire family. I wouldn't want 10 people in a house, Nicole. Why is mm-hmm. there this, this feeling out there that more people are doing that when the data contradicts it?
1: Well, I don't know that the data is contradicting that necessarily. I think they were having well, it does. two different- well, This data having... clearly contradicts it. Potentially, but I mean, but you're talking about only what 30% of the population is up living from 13% alone. in
0: 1960. This right, is a trend but- going the other direction, mm-hmm. not people living, moving in with. Well, but
1: but then what's the percentage of the remaining 70 percent? i mean that number could be trending upwards too in the past though has not everyone has lived together you know even in this article it talks about spaces being smaller you know builders are building homes that are larger now to obviously accommodate that so i don't know if it's contradicting it i think that we need to like get the numbers of of, of how it has increased with people moving in with each other but I, I do also think though again like you said this is a huge population so you know it, if you're talking about more people, then obviously the numbers are going to be, you know, sort of going in multiple directions here. But um, I I still think that people are moving into each other. I think unfortunately, again, my family is at that boomerage. There's been unfortunately a lot of death in my family too, which is causing people to unfortunately have to live alone because their spouses have passed. So you know, then you're in that situation where should they live alone or should they move in with us? So I do think that there is a crossroads there of where they go. Are they going to be alone? Do they want to be alone? Are they capable of being alone? And, you know, if they are, then 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 obviously they're part of that that 30% rise there. So
0: uh- – I'm not buying into the fad. I'm not buying into what people keep saying is that, oh, more families and more kids, they're gonna be living together for longer. <laughs> New York Times, this data to me disputes that. More okay. people in the US are living alone later in life. It's it's over 30 percent. Right now, where it used to be 13%, I believe people want their own space, whether that's living alone or having a house big enough, if they have a family, if if they've got young kids, where they've got their own space. I don't believe in this trend where more people are going to continue to live together, even despite inflation, despite the fact that it's cheaper to do it. I believe humans are going to continue to find a way to have more space, more privacy. I think the last couple of years proved that. And I think this data, uh, according to the New York Times, proves it as well.
1: I agree with you as well. I mean I, I do think though again they're talking about what was it the 60s. I mean we do have to take in consideration from the 60s until now the increase in divorce too. Well, even, so, yeah,
0: so you're right and they mentioned that in the article so there's yeah. more divorce, it's more common that yeah. you're going to have divorce which is going to uh, you know have more people. But even since the year 2000 you've got 26 million Americans 50 or older now living alone. That's up from 15 million 15 in the million. year 2000. Yep. So we don't have to go all the way back to the 60s. No. In the in the comments what trend are you seeing in your marketplace? Are you seeing more people move in together? Uh, to save money, you know, living multifamily, whatever the, you know, there's a word for that multi-generational, uh, living, or are you seeing more people live alone? Are, is it common for you to work with someone who is living alone? Love to know in the comments, hit that thumbs up button. If you're on YouTube, let's, uh, let's go to racket number two. I don't, I don't think it's a racket, Nicole, by the way, that one uh, clearly, I think that that trend is going to continue. That's just my take.
1: I just now feel, I feel now like I have to go give my mom a hug or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's going to be fine. She seems I'm, fine over there.
1: Nance will totally be fine, but I still, maybe just an extra check-in once in a while. Her Change and I will be gold.
0: summertime neighbors, so I can go there check up are. on her a lot.
1: Since, <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: Since I'm going to her town this Careful, summer. Careful.
1: You don't want Nance to find out where you
0: live. You didn't give her the address, did you? No. All Mm-mm. right, good.
1: No, All right, racket safe. number
0: two, Jason Oppenheim. There's no fixing compass. It's un. Fixable. His quotes, not mine. In a discussion after Q3 earnings, in which Compass reported falling revenue, Inman asked selling Sunset Star. Obviously, he owns Oppenheim Group. So I, th- I think, you know, when I'm looking at operators, I'm giving him more credit for for running the Oppenheim Group independent in California. But he's known for his uh, starring and selling S- Sunset, which is five seasons in, six seasons about to come out. They're doing a seven season. Anyways, they asked him to expand on what his you remarks a made
1: I like you. Hmm. about
0: the brokerage at Inman Connect Las Vegas and uh, and expand he did. This is part of Inman's Realty. We'll link it up uh, below. All right. So let me just set the stage here, Nicole. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows, listen, I've made my prediction clear. There's going to be so many clips when this happens that I can pull out and replay for everybody. My belief isn't that Compass is going to fail. My belief is that Compass is going to get bought out Okay, and so I'll expand on that. He's saying, he's saying that Compass is it's unfixable. I'll ex, I'm going to expand on that in just a minute, but let me set the stage. As Compass gobbled up market share and offered agents competitive splits, thanks in part to funding from investors, including SoftBank, Oppenheim said he became convinced the brokerage would fail and even went as far as pulling the trigger on a seven-figure short sale against the company. So So he shorted the stock. I didn't even do that. He's short of the stock. Doesn't say he, it says he's since divested in the company and he has no financial mm-hmm. interest in companies. Uh, I'm assuming he, he probably made out on that short. By he the way. did.
1: He I, said he made on... a ton of money and he told everyone around him to do the same thing.
0: All right. So he did okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. in an interview last week, as it had been edited for clarity and uh, length, Oppenheim offered his opinions on compass as a heads engineer. Compass did not immediately respond for requests for comment, but they, they did finally uh, responding according to a spokesperson i'll read you compass then i want to go through oppenheim's quotes compass doesn't focus on other companies or reality tv we focus on making our agents more successful compass did not respond to jason's inquiries because he would not have been a culture fit so he they're saying that oppenheim has inquired about maybe a compass buyout mm-hmm. for his company wouldn't have been a cover and therefore we did not want I like to we need some popcorn time. for this
1: huh pop some popcorn watch this go down listen
0: if Oppenheim and Compass want to do a debate on the BAM stage, they should do that. We have a debate tomorrow, Nicole, the appraisal debate. We'll talk about that a little bit. We started this whole thing here on The Real Word, and now SCAP, the appraiser, is going to debate me uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. I think that's November 30th. It's tomorrow November 30th? It is. All right. So November 30th, uh, make sure you tune in for that. All right. So anyways. Lastly, on our earnings call, Compass stated that we are planning our cost structure to be profitable in 2023, even with a 25% decline in the market uh, with no change to our split policy. The market responded very favorably, in the, and the multiple Wall Street analysts project Compass will be profitable without any change to uh, splits. All right, so Inman asked Oppenheim, You have an incredible vantage point for noticing leadership in the industry. What do you see happening right now? Uh, he said he doesn't opine on leaders with different brokerages. So he's, he's not. He's not singling out Revkin here. Um, he doesn't think there's a leadership problem. He thinks there's a systemic a systemic structural problem with real estate brokerages. He doesn't think there's a leadership problem. When asked to expand, um, he, he believes there are at a, I'm going to just paraphrase here, a race to the bottom with these real estate brokerages. And And I can get with that with what he's talking about. You look at the traditional, how the traditional brokerages, here in America are operating, there is a race to the bottom. It's why teams have taken over. Let's face the facts. Teams are doing more market share in every single market than these brokerages. because And they're driving brokerage revenue, driving brokerage market share because they have something unique and different. They're not racing to the bottom. They're actually investing in uh, their agents. So, uh, listen. He he's saying Compass has a broken business model. Doesn't matter how many agents you have, it's irrelevant. If you're making televisions for a hundred dollars a piece and you're selling them for ninety nine dollars a piece, doesn't matter. You're making more te- televisions doesn't fix your business model. So, um, w- what happens for Compass? What's your two thousand twenty three prediction? Here, here's his big comment. Oh, misery, <laughs> misery. In my opinion, they don't have a viable business model. Again, this is Oppenheim, not me. Unless they do what I just said, which is basically for him, it's, it's like changing the splits dramatically. And he doesn't see that happening. And they said that, that they're not going to do that. Um, he, he doesn't see it fix, getting fixed. So here's my take, Nicole. I, I don't think Compass is going to just go away. I think the brand holds a ton of equity. And I do believe agents have fallen in love with this black and white brand. That this this live golf brand if you will. This NWO style. We're the new kids on the block and we're going to disrupt luxury real estate. That's what Compass has done. And a lot of agents are going to follow this all the way till the end. The brand holds equity. So, I do think it's fixable when somebody buys it and maybe that maybe we're saying the same thing here Oppenheim, but somebody's going to have to buy it to make it last. A lifetime. He's saying it's unfixable. I would disagree there and say that there's an there's an opportunity for somebody to come in and elevate this brand. Nicole, what do you say about compass and and specifically Oppenheim's comments about the brokerage?
1: I don't really have an opinion to be quite honest. I mean, you've been sort of following this in, in a much more um, you're really passionate about it. I just, I'd love to I, see a
0: debate on this. I, I'd love just, to moderate that just, one.
1: I, I would love to just, again, I love popcorn, so I love an excuse to pop some and eat some. And I think that this would be a lovely, I I, I think maybe you should try to make that happen. I, I think it would be fun the to debate? see what, yes. Oh my yeah, gosh. Would, I mean,
0: the, the comments would love it. I mean, on Inman I mean, comments, haha, someone I, sounds bitter. I have
1: been reading. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's, there's sometimes Inman gets zero comments. That is not the case. Um, so with so, this here's one something like all. Todd
0: Wiley in the comments says when I when I watch Sunset Selling, I always think, now that is a terrible representation of the industry as a whole and even the human species. So so, really bashing uh, <laughs> really? Sunset,
1: yeah,
0: bashing. No, I don't think I am. He says no, he's not. I, I say you know I think you are. Everyone recognizes poor human behavior and Sunset so so represents the worst of the worst. The culture at the O Group is perfectly reflected in this interview. What a guy. So so he doesn't like that that. Oppenheim has an opinion about Compass. This is where the real estate industry just needs to stop stop being little babies stop being so stuffy the industry's been this way for you you can't talk about other brokerages it's against our code of ethics with nar we we swore to not talk about other brokerages let's have an opinion people you know this is this is what we're going to talk about twitter in a second this is what's so great about what's happening with twitter people can have a voice and an opinion now let's debate it out what oppenheim said is a strong opinion on a brokerage in the community why can't we talk this thing out? Why can't we have a real conversation around it? I, I invite anyone from Compass side, from you know Oppenheim himself, or from anywhere in the industry to debate this one out on the BAM stage. I think it's healthy, the more conver- open conversation. For, for 30 years, Nicole, mm-hmm. real estate has been so fake. It's so disgusting to me how fake everybody's been and hiding behind this veil of, we're ethically professional. No, get, get an opinion out there. Stand behind it. Todd Wiley, your comment is what's wrong with the industry. By the way, before we get into left, middle, right?
1: Wait, wait real quick though. Have you been practicing that? That voice, that like whiny voice, like you were no, it but was, it just came it, out
0: of me. I, it was I think really
1: great. I feel yeah. like it's you've been perfecting it, maybe at home or
0: well, because I've I've seen it in the industry for so long now, yeah. and I'm just getting sick and sick tired of it.
1: Of it. Mm-hmm.
0: What I am, what I am sick and tired of, yes. which is finally going to come to an end, is this Please. whole back and forth we've had with appraisers. We it's it started right here on the real word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you that the timeline. If you're a real word follower mm-hmm. you you know what I'm talking about uh all the way back to hmm,
1: we were in the other we were in our old in our old studio episode
0: one seventy seven so so episode mm-hmm. one seventy seven kicked it off then we on episode one seventy eight we did the follow up that's like when the whole thing blew up it went into uh the appraisers
1: you were loving I think that, that's that's maybe group. when you peaked you were really you were like. Live in the high life there. You were love you were you were on all over you were all over everyone's YouTube and reading everyone's comments. Oh, a
0: lot of comments. I mean the comments were endless. They kept coming in. It was an appraiser that
1: put it into an appraiser's like Facebook yeah, chat. We, yeah.
0: Well, no, it was in a it was in a very large uh Facebook private group. Episode 177 yeah. went in there and that's where all the comments came from. Uh-huh. Um we rehashed this on episode two thirty six, two forty four as more news came out. You know, New York Times, a whole bunch of have written about the disparity, especially racially, with these appraisals. Anyways, finally tomorrow, I am going to be debating Scap, the appraiser who runs that private Facebook group. He's a leader in the industry. Him and I are going to mm-hmm. debate real estate agents versus appraisers. Everything I think is wrong with the appraisal industry. What he thinks is wrong, uh, you know. I guess with with the real estate industry, we're going to have that debate. It's going to be right here live on BAM YouTube. Uh 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific time, November 30th, Wednesday. Uh if you're if you're listening to this pod after the fact, you can go watch the replay, but make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube so you get that notification. All right, Nicole, let's um finish we'll up with up left here. middle right. The, All right,
1: CN uh, go ahead.
0: The headlines of politics that every real estate agent and entrepreneur need to know. Go ahead, Nicole. Whatever. All right.
1: That? So it's the C N B C article today is Elon Musk claims Apple has threatened to remove the Twitter app.
0: Yeah, here's what's happening. Twitter owner Elon Musk, he claimed that in a series of tweets, Apple has threatened to remove the Twitter app. Apple has not confirmed that, by the way, uh, from the App Store as, as part of its app review moderation process. Apple's also threatened to withhold Twitter Twitter from its App Store, but won't tell us why Musk tweeted. So obviously, Elon is going after big media since he's purchased Twitter. It's almost like you know, he spent billions and billions of dollars to have his own like personal toy to just like go after everything that's wrong with big media. I love it. It's it's hilarious. He's right in a lot of the things he says. Big media is trying to silence voices. But here's what I'll say from a business perspective. Elon needs to be careful. He doesn't have the Elon Musk phone, the Twitter phone, the Tesla phone to be able to create his own app store. Most people have an iPhone and that's how they're going to be able to get Twitter. If he gets off the Apple iStore, store, Twitter is basically worthless until he can figure out another solution. Does Apple have a monopoly? Absolutely. They do. Who else has a monopoly, Nicole, that you don't want to upset in our industry? Who's that? Who in our industry has a monopoly? I have no idea. Zillow. Two out of 3 consumers are going to use Zillow to look at their property. So for all the agents out there, if I'm Elon, if I'm making a business decision, I'm not going after Apple the way that he's going after them. Cause that's a slippery road. Same way as a, as a, as an agent, knowing that Zillow has a monopoly on consumer attention, they're going to go to Zillow before they go anywhere else to search for properties. I'm not going after Zillow if I'm an agent, I want to stay on that platform. Just like Twitter should want to stay on the Apple platform, your credibility in the marketplace. If you're not on Zillow and if you want to be one of those agents running around saying uh, who needs Zillow, we don't need Zillow. You're just wrong. You need to be on that platform. It's for your consumers. Good. You're 60%, 60 plus percent more useless if you're not on Zillow to your consumer than if you are on Zillow. So, so that's what I take from this: is uh, thinking about our industry and saying, "Hmm, we have an Apple App Store. It's called Zillow. You need to be on there." What do we else else we got? Nicole. All
1: right, from (laughs) from Fox News, Maine lobsterman urges Whole Foods to do more homework before pulling lobsters from stores over rare whale.
0: So Whole Foods, and by the way, I just bought a house. It be, because in my because summer of house a we earlier because the whole foods is moving into town the whole
1: foods is moving into town yes that's and whole we foods did has not been getting decision. good
0: pr uh recently a couple of weeks ago this guy will harris who he he's one of the the top top end uh beef uh, distributors for for really good like th- so they have the, whole foods has this category one through five of how beef is raised and, and they created this category of like you know, is it grass fed? Is it pasteurized? There's all these levels and he's at a five plus, but he, he, so whole foods has been a customer of his for like 20 years, 15, Mm -hmm. 20 years. Something like that. He says whole foods is greenwashing, And he said that in the Joe Rogan podcast recently here, this article, Fox, Fox news, main lobsterman saying whole foods isn't doing their homework with these lobsters. Basically there's this, you know, there's this noise out there that Whole Foods is becoming a huge corporation. They care less about the food, more about just pushing out product. Okay? Well, doesn't so Amazon
1: could... own them? Doesn't... Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: So, yeah. so Amazon owns them. So you could see that, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, to me, is a huge opportunity for the agents who know the local farmer in their marketplace, who know the the local farmer's market and where that food's being you know, sourced from, to get that information out. Take these headlines. Hey, Whole Foods may have the name and you may think it's all organic, but here's what's happening behind the scenes. Okay. There's plenty of articles. We're referencing one. You could go to look at that Joe Rogan podcast. It was fascinating. I listened to a couple of clips uh, this morning in the gym about it. And you've got an opportunity that nobody else can do. Zillow can't do it. Nobody else can do it. To really elevate your community on another level. We talk about this all the time. Be that voice that's really shouting out what are the good, you know, little small mom and pop farmers? What are they doing in your town, in your city that people can go and source food, know where it's coming from? This is something that's gonna be on people's minds for, a, and people will move to locations, people will live in locations where they believe they can get the food that they want it's becoming more the awareness level for people is growing it every single day around this thing
1: i like this 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 was a good this was good this left middle right one i like you i like that you
0: like lobsters nicole no i do love love lobsters
1: i just i i i like your story you made a really nice story there
0: in the comments uh lobster rolls i do love
1: lobster rolls. we haven't had one in a really long time
0: we're lobster roll experts mayo or no mayo Okay, I mean, with your lobster roll, do you have mayo or, or do you just go butter? Well, yeah. I, I'm just curious. We mm-hmm. haven't done that poll. In we a
1: haven't while, so. we haven't done it in a little bit. Yeah, I like it. All
0: right, episode 250. Make sure you're subscribed right now. We've got the BAM debate number two, the first debate. I debated Ricky Carruth. This one I think is going to even be bigger and better because we're combining the appraisal industry with I need I need the agents on there. I know Scaps bringing all of his Scap stands to come and be in the comments during the live debate. So I need my agents, my industry people on this debate supporting me, okay? I can't, I can't be mm-hmm. left alone on this debate. I'm going to need the help in the comments.
1: Oh, you don't want to be like Nance, you know? She's lonely there. No, I don't want to be like
0: Nicole's mom, left living, al- living alone.
1: Left living alone, On this thing. debate stage. Yeah, don't leave Byron alone. All right, Nicole. I'll
0: see you next week in person. We've got two fifty. Make sure you are subbed up for that. Can't wait to do it. Keep it real, guys. See you guys.